morning, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you so much uh, for attending this panel today with His Excellency Abdullah bin Touk Almeri, the UAE Minister of Economy, and His Excellency Dr. Thani bin Ahmed Al Zaoudi, the UAE Minister of State for Foreign Trade. Uh, today's program is aptly named Peace and Prosperity in the Middle East because it marks the one year anniversary of the successful signing of the Abraham Accords in Washington, D.C. This normalized relations for the first time between the UAE, Israel, and Bahrain. And, and, it, and as we celebrate, uh, or as we come to the end of the Jewish New Year, Shana Tova to all, and we ask that our names of our Jewish friends and all be inscribed in the book ahead for the, for the next year on the Holy Eve of Yom Kippur, we're so pleased to be able to celebrate uh, this trilateral Abraham Accords uh, with, with all of you here at SALT. Um, SALT's been a, a leading global thought leadership conference. There was an amazing conference in Abu Dhabi in 2019 that Anthony and his team led, and they're planning and hoping to be in Abu Dhabi again in March of 2022, and we are very, very pleased to be uh, participating in that. I'm Danny Seabright, president of the US UAE Business Council, and I think, as was said, we're the leading uh, bilateral chamber of commerce and trade between the U.S. and the UAE. Without further ado, gentlemen, let's jump right in because we have a limited amount of time. I'd like to cover a number of topics, if we could. Um, coming out of COVID-19, and I just came back from two weeks in the UAE, and I'm telling you, it's a very different sense and feeling. 95% uh, of your population is vaccinated. Everyone wears a mask. Um, uh, I must have had six or seven PCR tests while I was there in a two-week period. You've implemented a lot of new economic reforms coming out of COVID to get the, the country and the region back on track uh, in a very exciting way. Mr. Minister, could you outline some of the steps you've taken? Thank you, Danny. Thank you, uh, Salt and the organizers for having, here, for, for having us here today sitting on the panel. We're speaking about the UAE story. I think the major story that we're going to speak about is next month, starting the 1st of October, the Expo 2020 happening for six months in the, in, in the UAE, in the Emirate of Dubai. We're here as well to, to really explain as well about the, the story that happened the last 18 months. And let me tell you, when I started my, my, my post back in July in 2020, it is the hardest post you can ever take as a minister of economy in the middle of a pandemic. But I think as soon as we started that, we managed to really reform and really take a step back and breathe and look at the economy as sectors and understand what was the UAE's economy pre-COVID. And the question was, what's the UAE's economy post-COVID? And COVID-19 really made a dent in the economy, not just in the UAE, but I think globally. And I think the economy is not going to come back to pre-COVID times in, in, in a setup uh, where we understood that, that we need to really put some regulations, some policies in place to really move the economy towards a new economy, towards new sectors and areas of, of, of uh, what we're doing. So we started, we formulated a team uh, in the Ministry of Economy, we reorganized, and the first thing we came out with is 100% uh, ownership to companies in the UAE. In the past, foreign ownership to uh, companies in the UAE used to be 49 to the foreign owners and 51 to a local owner. And today, you can own it 100% in the United Arab Emirates. With that, gave the opportunity as well to look at other regulations, uh, such as the residencies program, uh, which is excellent. Dr. Thani can speak more, more about. But I think we looked at how can we look at the talent, and the talent is the fuel of any economy. 
uh, we already understood as well that there are some ex-industries in the UAE that might be not be there in the future. Uh, and then we understood as well, how do we look at sustainably moving towards new economy? We found out that there's a lot of e-commerce, digital economy coming in place, fintech, uh, agri-tech. There's a lot of sectors that really started up back in COVID uh, uh, times. Uh, at that as well, we looked at the, the, the FDI investments in the UAE has increased by 44% in 2020. We understood as well that there is a lot of uh, uh, people wanted to move to the UAE because how safe and secure uh, 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 the, the nation is. We had a message from our leaders back as well saying that everyone in the UAE is going to be taken care of. And that message really gave a pleasant uh, uh, understanding that anyone who sits on the ground of the UAE is going to be taken care of. So don't worry about the COVID-19. We have everything under control. So we started with, with a plan of uh, $100 billion into uh, uh, SMEs and companies supporting them. We had a 33 initiative plan uh, phased out on three phases. We are at the moment at phase three, looking at the future of, 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 of the economy uh, and really pushing towards that. And I think that's something which is very vital and important for us. Last week, Danny, we managed to launch the 50 by 50 projects for the next 50 years. You know that the UAE is celebrating its 50 years anniversary this year by the, end, by the 2nd of December. And at, at the 2nd of December, we are as well giving the, the UAE and the world our 50 years vision as well. So this is something which is very important. So last week, we launched about 13 projects out of the 50. More to come today as well, uh, and more to come next week. There's more projects coming out. So we have 50 projects lined up. And let me tell you, Danani, these projects are not announcement of we're going to start. These projects are already started. These projects have already been in, in plan in, 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 the, in the kitchen for the last couple of months, and they are ready to go out at the moment. So let me tell you a couple of things we are looking at. One, which is the, the Investopia conference we are looking at. So, so the Investopia comes from the utopia and investing in the, in the future city as well. So this is something which we would like to bring people's attention here that the UAE is, is putting down a conference in March uh, uh, in the Expo 2020, trying to bring people in to invest in the future, not in the current economy. So we're looking at the future economy and trying to bring governments, funds, uh, uh, investors, SMEs, entrepreneurs to come together and say, what's the next big thing in the next 10 years? What's going to make us disruptive? And how can we invest in it today? And maybe announce some investments at that time as well. So this is what we are uh, focused on. There are other as well uh, projects that we, we focused on, the 10 by 10, which is the 10 sectors and 10 countries uh, uh, working on with uh, uh, 10 governments try to put some economical uh, trade agreements uh, and agreement, economical agreements to bring together uh, the... Uh, Thank you, sir. Uh, Dr. Thani, I came back from the UAE last week and I had 70 some meetings with the major American companies while I was there. They all spoke, uh, as, as, as uh, His Excellency said, about security and how glad they were to be operating and doing business in the UAE during the time of COVID. The UAE, as we all know, is a regional hub, has been a regional hub, but the UAE, that what most Americans and, and foreign audiences don't know, has become a global hub, uh, truly has entered the stage on, on the global uh, scale as a hub for the world. You are in charge, you're responsible for some of these uh, foreign direct investment incentives and, and working to make change some of the laws that make it more attractive for American and other companies to come set up business. Talk about that. 
why should everyone in this audience be thinking about doing business in the UAE today in this new global hub? Sure. Thank you, Danny, and thank you uh, for the organizers for, for uh, inviting us here. Uh, I want to just uh, compliment what His Excellency Abdullah was uh, was saying, and, and we resumed our, our, our roles uh, within the Ministry of Economy at the middle of the pandemic. But one of the main decisions that we took while joining the ministry that we will not disturb anything within the country, I will not go backward. And this is one of the main messages that we always send to our business communities. The UAE is stable, and whenever there is a, a reform within the laws and regulations, it's going to boost the economy, not going backward. Uh, one of the things which we always uh, uh, work to sell, why the UAE? The UAE is very stable as a nation, uh, has very uh, visionary leaders, leadership is there. Uh, the infrastructure is one of the most state-of-art uh, uh, infrastructure within, within the region and globally, and the services that we provide for everyone. So what we, what we have achieved throughout the last one, one, and, uh, uh, one year and three, uh, and three months, we sent the, the uh, uh, hope mission to Mars, fulfilling our commitments. Nothing will stop us. No pandemic, no crisis will stop our plan. Second one was con the connection of the first peaceful nuclear planet to the grid in the whole region, sending strong messages that sustainability and power and the, the continuities is the backbone of our economy. And then we started the whole reform of our regulations and the, the, the way that we, we manage the residencies. What we have done in the, in the field of trade and investments, we're talking about mainly four main pillars. First one is the, the, how we're going to attract more investments. For sure, the promotions and the marketing campaigns, which we're starting, the engagement which we have, and thinking about the whole holistic approach, how the investors and the entrepreneurs, the, anyone who's visiting the UAE is going to feel that the UAE is home for them and by encouraging uh, and improving the ecosystem, improving the, 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 the regulatory systems, by improving the, the company laws, which His Excellency was talking about. At the same time, how we're going to, to give a clear picture on the, on the UAE's uh, business environment to the, to the communities. Uh, one of the initiatives which, which was launched last week as well as part of 50 by 50 uh, economic initiatives as a celebration for our uh, 50, uh, 50 years anniversaries is the Invest of AE platform, where we're combining all government, federal, local, private sector in one platform, where they can have a clear picture on the and clear visibilities on the various sectors, and then they can start uh, opening their license and opening their accounts in 15 minutes. The, the, the fourth aspect when it comes to FDI is the direct engagements between us and the private sector and ensure that we're widening the, the market for them. And we want to ensure that it's not, not, we're not talking about the UAE market. We're not talking about the GCC. We're a global hub and we are a global investment and trade hub. The second, the, the second part of the whole investment and trade is the how we're going to go abroad. What are the sectors which is going to be very strategic? We would like to ensure that our companies are investing in those abroad. Now, how can we take our SMEs, the exporters, some of the small and medium companies with us outside to encourage them to expand and scale up outside the, the UAE? And at the same time, we are one of the highest uh, 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 contributor to the humanitarian work globally and how can we ensure that the investments goes hand in hand with the, this development work which we're doing globally. The third element is the trade. We noticed that the trade has been declining lately, especially in the last uh, 10 years. But at the same time, the service trades has become up. So we have to focus on the service and we work on very dedicated and very comprehensive service 
strategies and we started targeting uh, uh, countries. We launched an initiative last week. We called it 10 by 10, where we're going to focus on 10 sectors, 10 countries for, for a certain period to ensure that we're, we're having at least 10% growth in our export to those, to those countries. And at the same time, we announced eight countries that we're going to start with them comprehensive economic partnership agreements to ensure that those investors and, uh, and the business people within the UAE, they will have a wider range of, of, uh, uh, of uh, markets that they can cover. And we're talking about almost 4 billion populations from Far East ASEAN to Far West of Africa. And this is the, the population which has almost 50 to 60% uh, young generation, which is going to have an embarrassed the new technologies and digitalizations of work. Last element is the the uh, the uh, talents, and the talents human being is the backbone, as is the DNA of the whole movement moving forward. We're talking talking about knowledge-based economy. Knowledge-based economy is about human being and is about person. So we're not talking about the, the locals. We're talking about anyone who's living in the UAE. So that's why we went and revamped the whole residency system, where we added to the golden visa and the citizenship program, which was an. Uh, announced uh, uh, earlier this year. Golden visa means I can stay for 10 years as, as a business person. Absolutely. So we would like to ensure that they feel stable, that they, they're feeling that UAE is a home. And we start even taking all the barriers that uh, by the direct engagement with those investors, having the children and sponsoring their children who are up to 25 years old, anyone uh, who wants to, uh, who loses his job, he's not obliged to leave the country within 30 days. Now they can stay up to 60 days, so can they look for another jobs. Families who lost their the, the, the main sponsor, they can't stay up to one year. So we took even the humanitarian aspects of the of the uh, system. We launched the freelancer visa for the first time in the region. So freelancers is going to be uh, introduced and the green visa has been introduced as well. So we can complement the whole system. So th those are the four main pillars when it comes to trade and investments which we're focusing on. It's amazing. It's, it's different uh, and it's revolutionary from anything else that's going on in the in the region today. So, and it does set you up as a, uh, to be a global hub for sure. So you mentioned the 10 other countries that you're focused on uh, in the year ahead. Uh, just quickly, one of those is Israel. And we are in the anniversary of the Abraham Accords. Just a word or two about the opportunity for trilateral business investment and cooperation by uh, friends in the audience here in that, in that concept, context. Mm -hmm. Can I just uh, start with that? Maybe Tofani can add to that. I think when we had the conversation with uh, uh, with you last year and the Israeli as well companies, we were talking about uh, one major thing. Uh, there was a question last year that says, well, uh, we know uh, how you're going to benefit from Israel, but how Israel is going to benefit from you? And I said, uh, well, Israel is a startup nation and the UAE is a scale-up nation. And one year later, or less than a year later, two months ago, His Honor Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, the Prime Minister uh, and the Vice President of the UAE, tweeted about uh, an Israeli drone company scaled up in the UAE, taking a surveillance uh, uh, project in Expo 2020, surveilling the security of Expo 2020. That's a real-time, Danny, of a scale-up project of what we were talking about. How can you actually look at the UAE, not just as a hub, but a scale up for the region. The UAE today is welcoming 200 nationalities, people from every, every part of the world to come to the UAE and look at the UAE as a gateway to scale up into MENA, into Asia, into, into Africa, you name it. This is something which we are putting out there. Our logistics, our infrastructure, our space is ready for the world. We are ready, we're young, 
We're fit to fight. Excellent. Uh, you have some, we have some brand name companies in the room today from the UAE that are, that are titans in the industry. Mubadala, Adio, Abu Dhabi Global Markets. Uh, we have representatives on, you brought our delegation gentlemen with you, your excellencies of some 20 some people. Uh, you, you, we have His Excellency Muhammad Ali Al-Sharafa uh, from, from the Department of Economic Development in Abu Dhabi. We have Farhad Gagawi uh, from, from Dubai FDI. We have Sharjah FDI. You're here on a week traveling around the United States to tell your story. You were in Washington all day yesterday and had meetings at the White House, the Department of Commerce, USTR. What's your message uh, in these government meetings uh, with this great delegation that you brought and with businesses that you're meeting with? What are you trying to convey? Well, let me tell you thing, one thing, Danny. In all these meetings we had yesterday and the day before, we were hearing the word, wow, are you doing this? Wow, you're doing that? Wow. So the story we're saying is amazing. And I think what we're trying to convey to, to, to the audience and everyone is there is a story in the last 18 months. We took the job back in July. We're working day and night to really put things into the future, thinking about the economy. We're here to make changes. We're here to look at really diversified, sustainable FDI investments. UAE, is a, UAE has always been the U.S. partner consecutively for the last 14 years, the number one partner of trade in the region. We want to continue that. We want to increase that. We want to put that in the map. We want to really help businesses to take forward from the UAE anywhere into MENA, into Africa, into Asia. That's what the UAE is. That's the UAE always been for the last 50 years. And we want to keep in doing that. We're here to really talk and tell our story. And it's more of a fact-finding mission as well. We want to understand what changed in the U.S., what's happening, what's really the new what gig, what's you the need, new technology. You need, need a few months for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to put it with a very condensed structure of visits. But the last three, four days, we learned a lot as well. And I think that's something which is very, very important. I just learned a lot about NFTs yesterday. So this is something which is really, really interesting. Uh, any other any thoughts from an FDI perspective? The yeah. story you're trying to tell here. I, I want to add uh, to to what His Excellency was saying. The the we're we're going to promote what we have done, and we're going to open doors. We're here with the business delegation as well, not only the representatives of the governments, so we can uh, explain the growth on those sectors which we're targeting. We're we're targeting those sectors which for sure going to add value to the states as well as to the UAE and to the whole globe. And if you allow me, Danny, I would like to just give some. Uh, 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 details on some of the sectors which we're targeting. We're not targeting the conventional sectors because we know that they're going to be transformed automatically and they, they've been pushed very hard by the pandemic and the crisis too, so they can move forward and, and uh, make sure that they're going to continue living after the pandemic. But the sectors which we're targeting for sure, the e-commerce and the retail, we saw huge growth, we saw, we saw transformations, and this is going to be the game changer, taking the SMEs, taking the exporters with them, and the, and the market. Agribusiness is something which is very crucial. We saw the food security matters during the pandemic, and we saw how crucial and how important that the, the movements of the productions to be close to home. The, the, the third sector, which we're very pioneer in, is the, the health wellness sector. We're talking about almost, uh, the UAE is attracting around 70% of the, the whole uh, regional uh, wellness, uh, health wellness uh, uh, businesses and our part of the world. And at the same time, the health sector in general and pharmaceutical is very huge. We've been a supplier to the whole region through the, the storages, through the, 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 the big warehouses that we have and big factories that we have the UE. And we want, we'll make sure that through our infrastructure, through our connection, through our 
investments abroad, we're going to, to have this accessibility to, uh, to everyone during any futuristic crisis. Biotech advanced science are very key. It's very linked to our uh, manufacturing and, and uh, industrial uh, uh, strategies. There is a huge uh, push. We're targeting to invest around 300 billion dirhams for the upcoming uh, 10 years in the industrial and, and, and uh, manufacturing sector. ICT is a game changer because we saw the transformation in education, in health sector, and the e-commerce. So ICT is going to be embedded in most of the work which we're doing. Supply chain. Supply chain is going to be a key and critical challenge to everyone through the containers, through the cost of the shipments. So supply chain ha has to be looked at carefully and something which which is we've been managing very well during the pandemic. And we're, we're going to ensure that we do have very strong investments in this to, to, to make sure that we are bringing the prices and not cause inflations within the country. Before we leave uh, the focus on the U.S., you, you have an amazing team here in the United States in your, with your embassy in Washington, D.C. Obviously, Ambassador Alateba leads a, a wonderful team. Salud on the waist, your commercial counselor. You have a new consul general here in New York. You have consulates around the country. All of, uh, all of these folks are focused on helping Americans understand better what is the UAE and what are the opportunities. So it's really important to, to shout them out and say a word about them. Um, in, when we look at other countries in the region, obviously, again, in my meetings over the last uh, two weeks when I was there, every American company is thinking about how they triangulate between uh, statements that are coming out of Riyadh and Saudi Arabia in, in dealing uh, with competition. Uh, American companies are worried about uh, China uh, and competition. Uh, healthy competition is good for everyone. There's no question about that. Say a few words about how Americans should think about uh, their place, uh, their, their business place in the region vis-a-vis -vis other countries there. And then in the great power competition that's going on with China, there was obviously a lot said at this morning's session. I think the national security session this morning we talked about Afghanistan for five minutes, and then the rest of the session was spent talking about China and the U.S., how the U.S. has to think about China for the future. So I'm just curious if you can add anything on those two issues. Yeah, let me speak about the, uh, what really uh, I'm very expert about is uh, trade supply chains. And I think the trade supply chains, I always think about it as a, it's a miles and miles and millions of miles of, of, of uh, supply chain, but they are as thick as one inch so any uh, uh, stoppage to any supply chain, you have a problem globally. Post-COVID-19 today, every country and nation is really looking inwards and trying to, trying to build manufacturing and, and establishing inwards kind of investments as well. But what we need to look at global, just global issue is uh, the globalization issue. How do we re-look re at the, uh, the re-engineering supply chain overall? The, uh, the increase in prices of container sh uh, shipments today reached up $15,000. How can we look at that and address that as, an, as a major issue? I'm, I, I really push this kind of thinking as well with, uh, with my colleagues uh, in, uh, in the UAE and pushing it as well uh, with my counterparty in the US as well, speaking about let's address this kind of issues. These are problems of inflation. We're going to see them in the next uh, months and next year. Uh, this is a, a, a challenge that will really face the world. And I think it's important to really uh, understand how can we push the multilateral uh, organization to really rethink and re-engineer uh, the uh, supply chain and trade globally. This is something of our interest and, and UAE can really play a big role into it. We have a very strong infrastructure in logistics, uh, in aviation, 
uh, we can really play a role as well to reduce the prices, to really move and the mobility of containers and shipments across the, across the globe. UAE has always been uh, a place where, where, where people meet and, and, do, and do business, wherever nationality you are, wherever country you come from. Uh, the UAE ha has a lot of tolerance and a lot of uh, uh, ability to really talk different languages as well. Let me let me add to what His Excellency as well, say, uh, as well uh, said. When it comes to geopolitics, competition is always healthy and, and encouraging to move forward. And the competition within our region means that the the volume of businesses and the the the, the economic uh, growth is going to be higher, which means that our our share in this pie is going to be much bigger than it used to be. So competition is always healthy, and we are always encourage the 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 competition. So speaking about the, the, the geopolitics and uh, uh, the, especially the relation between U.S. and, and China, uh, we've, been, we've been looking carefully on this and uh, uh, there is always uh, a winner and loser from such, such uh, uh, geopolitical tensions. Uh, uh, I, I would say that uh, some of the countries uh, managed to, to win from this, this uh, uh, tensions, like Mexico which harvests many manufacturing, which moved from China closer to, to yeah. the States. So uh, we have to look at those from even positive angle. How can we bring an added value to, 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 to the work and to the economic uh, direction that, that we're doing? Uh, last point, uh, which I want to raise as well, uh, the, the uh, economy has to be always the, the, uh, at the front seat, not the, the politics. The minute that the politics is that uh, is the at front seat means it's going to slow down the economy. The minute that you have the economy, that's going to push the political agenda forward to the right way. We're creating jobs, Danny. The end yes. of the day, everywhere. So they're creating jobs. The bottom line. So this morning again on the National Security Panel, every one of the experts talked about maybe the future of the U.S.-China competition. One one aspect is to start moving some of the American companies, moving some of their supply chain. Uh, production and, and content from China to other places in the region. Uh, in, in conversations with the U.S. government at a high level, this might be an opportunity for the UAE going forward if U.S. companies really do start doing that as a result of what's going on in our, in our big power competition, as we call it, for the future. It's you might be a winner in this if handled the right way, is what I'm trying to say. Well, come to the UAE already. <laughs> I think one important part as well, I had a meeting with all the businesses people back in the UAE. One question is, I always sit down and when I sit with them, is asking, how can I improve your profitability by 10%? It's not about what challenges you. It's not about what the problem is. It's profit on the yeah. net. And business people really speak about profitability. Whatever it is, uh, the question is to, to, to the audience as well as to everyone. How can the UAE improve your profitability by 10% in the region? And that's something which really can push a lot of discussions and, and the challenges yeah. away. With, with, with a billion and a half people coming into the middle class in China, of course, the flip side is China is a huge market that you, the United States, no country can ignore and has to take very, very seriously. And it's very important. Um, we have a couple minutes left. I want to talk about, you talked about everyone in the world and from the world coming to the UAE. I want to talk about the greatest show on earth that's going to open here on 1 October. Uh, say a few words about Expo 2020, please, and what people are going to find there. I was out at the site uh, last week when I was in the UAE, and I can't wait. This is going to be amazing. Expo is going to be really amazing. I will say Expo was ready last year. We are more ready than last year today, and I think it's important. We are ready to receive the world. We're ready to receive people physical face-to-face. -face. 
I'm, I'm tired of, of, of the virtual calls and, 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 and being behind screens. And I think it's time for really uh, showing up and being, being there uh, physically, discussing, discussing a lot, conversing on so many ideas. There's so many things to see in the Expo 2020. And I think the world is ready, the UAE is ready to really uh, host. And Dubai is, is, is a place to be uh, in October till March, the great weather as well. So you're going to enjoy, enjoy the beaches as well. Want to add to that? We invite everyone to see the future and the futuristic technologies. As His Excellency said, we were ready since last year because the technologies were on place in the site. But we really invite everyone to come and see and how come they take the, these technologies, ideas, and innovative ways of, of, of running things forward and scale them up from the UE to the whole globe. Well, Saud and I have been working on Expo for 10 years uh, and with Her Excellency Rima Hashimi. And I have to tell you, I just... I just can't wait. It's, it's going to be an amazing, amazing uh, welcoming of the world to your country. So thank you for the hospitality uh, that's about to come. You know, I asked you a question yesterday in Washington, and, and just very short, we have just a few seconds left. It's, it's, it's time to be positive about the future of the world coming out of this global pandemic. Tell me something positive you each say to your children about the future and, what, and when you talk to them at night uh, at, dinner, at the dinner table. Well, my, my discussions, I think yesterday I was telling you, Danny, about when I, when I sit with my 90-year-old daughter and we all speak about the future, um, it's a, a challenge that we always try to convince a 90-year-old at least to what, what, what type of jobs they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna hold 10 years from now. And I think that's something which is very important. The skill set is not the skill set today is going to be there in the next 10 years. So uh, trying to inspire them, trying to push that there is part, there is a lot of part for the youth to focus on. Uh, she wants to be a, a, a jewel maker, so she wants, she does a lot of jewelry and, and stuff, so she, she really designs stuff, so she, she wants to do that. So yeah, I'm pushing for that. Two things. First one, they have they have to ensure that they are very well equipped to the quick changes that's happening on a daily basis. And the other thing that they have to be a global citizen, as you, uh, as you uh, uh, rephrased it yesterday very well, they should not stick to the to the technology, they have to go and meet people in person, and they have to do the balance. And we, we as, as politicians, we have to ensure that the infrastructure is there to do this balance. Outstanding. And someone asked me to ask the question, you do tell them about Anthony Scaramucci and SALT, right? You yeah, talk yeah, to course. them about <laughs> Anthony all the time? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining uh, today. Thanks our guests for joining.